Hello, welcome to the first ever Making Modern Music podcast. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about why I'm here, and that way you can figure out whether you need to be here, right? This is intended to be observations of the current state of music, of where I feel that popular music in general as a whole is heading. And by that, I'm not necessarily speaking of just pop, but rock, uh, techno, country, just about any style. I did, in fact, major in jazz and classical years ago. I have run and owned a teaching facility for years upon years at this point, over 15 years. I've taught 25 to 30,000 lessons personally, one-on-one, half-hour, sometimes and, and often in many groups that we created on the spot. We've created dozens of student bands over the years, and I've had tons of teachers, probably a couple dozen core teachers and, and up to about 100 more individual people who have come in and through the building and worked for periods of time over the years. So after reviewing what I've accomplished over the last 10 to 15 years compared to what I would like to see, the resounding answer for me was that I got into music to be an artist. And that has always continued to be that way. And what I've done is kind of speak through my students, so to speak, right? I knew that I wanted to have a larger, I guess, uh, approach and body to the music that I write. Orchestral is a good example, but not the, the only thing that we're going to talk about or use by any means. I'm, I'm primarily rock. Um, that's probably my favorite. Definitely have done blues and funk bands and punk bands and definite heavy metal bands and played in orchestras and pits for uh, like plays and things like that, right? So wide variety of experiences. So this is going to be the, the explanation and labeling of not only where music is going, but also breaking down some ways to help understand it a little better. It's a pretty drastic concept as far as I'm concerned, compared to what I've heard out there as far as labels and explanations. That does not mean nobody else has ever said anything of the sort. That does not mean that this is the best version of this. What it means is it is not only a from-the-heart version, but also a from-the-head version. I haven't really gotten this information from anybody else. It has only been through a whole lot of personalized study and creating and working with many groups and et cetera, et cetera. So over the next few weeks, I want to explain things like, and I was just looking at my, my video list that I want to make in the upcoming weeks, and I see things like, on this one, set lists and endings to songs and selecting songs when you're playing and practicing from the inside out and writing and various graded approaches to that. Now those, some of it will work better in video. This podcast is meant to be the audio part that really is better to listen to. So some of them will still need some diagrams and I will gladly reference any videos. They will be on YouTube and freely available as well. 
But I'm going to start out with the core concept for today. And that way you can kind of have an idea of what's going on here. In my mind, the way that I label music right now comes down to various sets of worlds. And the reason I say various sets of worlds is I don't think we can really afford to think of it as individual instruments anymore. If you were in a rock band, there's the drummer, there's the guitar player, there's the singer, there's the bass player. Doesn't really matter whether and I, I played bass. It's okay. I can make bass jokes. Um, keyboards, potentially. Maybe you've got some horns or some whatever, right? Every single one of them, you can acknowledge by name and position, right? That's the drummer. That's the guitar player. In the current writing scene, something that has always been part of, of all of history in music is the bleeding through of one style into another, right? That's referred to as your influences. Not an unfamiliar concept, I hope. But if I listen to Jimi Hendrix, because I did, but I also listened to Steve Vai as a guitar player, because I did, in Dream Theater, and Joe Pass, who is some jazz dude. I loved him, by the way. He's great. The thing is that when I go to play like me, assuming I did it correctly, I'm not going to just steal a thing that Jimi Hendrix did, and I'm not going to steal a thing that Steve Vai did. I'm not going to steal a thing that Joe Pass did. I'm not going to take their exact notes and play it in the exact same way over the exact same chord and in particular the exact same time because at that point I'm not really creating anymore. So if somebody didn't know English very well and was given a whole set of phrases to use and told that that was how they were supposed to speak when they were in America or wherever that speaks English, they might end up with, I need to go to the bathroom, which would be fine if they need to go to the bathroom. It is ill-placed if they say, I need to go to the bathroom when the waitress asks what they would like to eat. On the flip side, if they need to go to the bathroom, they need to stop trying to order uh, tilapia or whatever from, right? Okay, I would like to order the tilapia. Do you need to go to the bathroom? I would like to order the tilapia. Words serve a purpose for a specific reason, and it's our job not to mimic conversations because we don't do that. You don't memorize how somebody else spoke in a conversation and then take their exact words and use them in the exact order. That's silly. It is a thinking thing. It is an application that makes the difference in this. Application, not the knowing of the thing or the memorizing of the thing, and that is true of music. For that reason... I won't be spending a lot of time on cover band stuff specifically, although I did mention that I do want to talk about at some point set lists and endings to songs because I think it's an important thing to add into our toolbox as we're discussing basically a whole writing strategy slash philosophy towards viewing music. So these worlds, right? This is where we're going to start. So from the beginning out, the first world to me is the one that is less than nature. Okay, so if I say something, if I pluck a string, although the guitar might be 
made, for instance, it's still an acoustic property of a something that's happening. So the ones that are less than nature are, for instance, the very old Casio keyboards when they first came out. And you would play, you hit a button on top and it'd say saxophone and you'd play the note and it'd go bang. And then you'd hit another one and it'd say trumpet and it'd go bang. They were all the same thing. And I'm actually adding in more life than what they had. It's not even bang with overtones. It was more like bang. It was just this flat, flat, flat sound. And that to me is less than nature. The reason they didn't sound like the thing they were trying to replicate is they were missing all of the overtones and the, the little nuances that make each thing be a thing. So in order to make it sound like a saxophone, you can't just say, well, the saxophone was playing an E flat. Now we're not gonna get into what that means for saxophone. I'm talking about the note, right? Pick any note. Saxophone was playing a C. It doesn't matter what the note was. The timbre of the instrument is so drastically different because of reeds, because of the fact that it's made out of metal, which will definitely be a much different thing than we could ever get from a guitar unless we make the guitar. You get the idea? So the composition of that particular instrument served a very specific purpose. So when we put these into these worlds, what we're doing is we're taking a whole set of instruments and saying any one of those does this specific type of thing. The old Casio keyboards do a specific type of thing, and as far as I'm concerned, what that is is kind of make people sick to their stomach. It's not a very usable sound, in my opinion. The reason I'm labeling it as a world is whatever happens today doesn't mean that's what happens tomorrow or the week after, right? We will see a linear progression. There's no way not to. So over time, things will creep in and, and out, and so there may come a point where you start to notice that the kind of blatty sounds are being used in a certain way. If I was going to pick a way, I would say that it's probably going to be kind of the lighter uh, types of music, the ones that are willing to be made fun of and take risks, okay? So when people sing a country song, they're trying to be emotional. Metal, pretty emotional. Rock, maybe, maybe not. So I could see it in a rock song. I could see it in a techno song um, for the simple fact that it's electronic, but it's not going to be the heavy dancing, like, right? You're not going to put it in the middle of something that has all these very lush and otherworldly sounds, which happens to be our, our last world, right? We'll get to that in a minute. It's not going to fit. So it would be very much like, uh, for instance, wearing a dress to your softball practice. I'm not here to get into gender wars or discuss whatever's. What I am saying is that when people go to hit a field, you don't wear a dress because it's the wrong outfit for the job. You can trip over it and it's hard to move around in and run fast and whatever. It's flowy and billowy. Those aren't things you want to do or use when you are playing baseball, softball, whatever. So... The Casio keyboard sounds, I think, and I'm talking old, old, old school Casio. I love everything you guys do right now. And I appreciate the, the pioneering efforts to give us the keyboards that we had back then. But they were not great sounding. So I'll just call it uh, the flat sound. How about that? So flat sounds are out. Ones that are missing extra information. 
They may not be out forever and for all time, and we will discuss things over the weeks about where we might be able to incorporate them and how, but it's, it's going to be with effort. Okay, so that is our first world, flat sounds. Second world up is voice, okay? Now, the reason I say voice, it needs to be a world unto itself for the simple fact that the number and type of sounds that we can make with a human voice is a drastically, drastically underutilized aspect right now. It is wonderful to hear somebody sing beautifully. I love listening to metal bands scream, but there is so much more that the human voice will do than what we've, we are not even scratching the surface of that particular instrument. However, it is also only a single instrument. Okay, so there's no real way to get an above nature sound from it. We can only get up as far as nature will allow us. And that's where we are making this progression of it's something that occurs in nature, but it's kind of singular. Now, the next one up to me is a band, right? And I typically will refer to it as rock band. That doesn't mean it has to be just rock. It could be funk or a punk or whatever. But what we have is a small collection of people, and it is a very drastically different set of sounds. To control a guitar is much, much, much different than a drum the whole way around. And frankly, bass is played much differently than a guitar as well, and I wouldn't have thought that having been a guitar player for 30-some-odd years now. When I first started playing bass, I really, much like other guitar players, thought it was a simple guitar, and that is just not the case at all. Bass has every bit of its own challenges. And although it's fewer notes, the placement and delivery of those notes is extra, extra crucial to the overall feel and can really make or break anyone quickly. So it is closer to drums than it is to guitar itself and really holds the the low end and the basically the bottom half of all frequencies period together right that's what a bass's job is so that should make it fairly apparent that even if you have a whole group of singers and yes they can mimic other instruments right we already talked about the fact that the the human potential there is virtually unlimited and I love groups like the Pentatonics who are really kind of pushing the boundaries and actually making things sound like other things. But they're still not actually those other things. And actually being those other things offers advantages that we cannot get any other way. So for that reason, a band and or rock band is the next world up for me, which would be world one, two, three, right? We're on world three. Now four is things that they're a little bit broader Sonically, when we're when we're doing a rock band, there's a very typecast set of sounds that we can get from from any band, right? Guitar has got so many types and twangs it can do, limited in range. Bass has so many types and twangs it can do, also limited in range. Drums are amazing and I think a little bit more interesting than percussion in in a normal orchestra in particular just because of the constant variety that you can provide. But the truth is that these next several, right, so we're on world four, they just do more of an instrument than any of the instruments that I've named before. So here's what I mean. Strings is its own world, but we're going to just call it 4A, okay? Now, the reason it's 4A 
is I really think that brass and woodwinds and other things that you blow into are their own world because either one can exist without the other, but they're pretty similar. In with those, 4C is world music and sounds. That can include the human voice, but maybe it won't, right? And then we also have these other just tremendous number of instruments that we don't know exist yet because we haven't been exposed to them. Typically in the past, that has been something that was kind of a deal breaker in songs. If you got too weird with a thing that people hadn't heard, they immediately shut their brain off and, and it didn't become a very popular song. Same thing with doing things like odd time and bizarre chords. It all has its place and it could be more musical than the songs on the radio, but the songs on the radio are more palatable. So what we're looking for is when these things become palatable. And I think that world sounds, be it a bagpipe, uh, Chinese flute, anything of that nature, like it, it's, it's time to start coming forward. Okay. We're talking about the future of music over the next 10 years. We're at a point where all societies are blending so much and so often that we can get away from just having a very almost like traditionally Indian sound in a track or uh, a Chinese sound. I, was, I know that that's not unpopular to do and has been being utilized. I'm talking about getting broader than that, where it's starting to incorporate the, the various cultures into one track, but, but utilizing them in a very uniquely musical way that hasn't been accessible before now. So before now, if you used world sounds, chances are your track just didn't get listened to. Not often anyway. We're at a point where that can be a thing. So any one of these worlds here, 4A, B, C, strings, uh, brass and woodwinds, anything that you blow into, and then these world sounds, the thing that they do is add texture. And they're above... A rock band in my opinion because a guitar is an instrument and then a bass is a totally different instrument the way that you set them up is different you can't really take a guitar and play every set of frequencies that you would all the way down through a bass and have it sound great not bad but when you play a bass it fills out the sound so much more and therefore they are separate instruments whereas if we take violin viola cello stand-up bass Really, they are almost the same instrument, right? They could very much be a continuation of one another. It's almost like one synonymous voice that you can use from top to bottom. Each have their own thing to them, but they are more closely married than having a band with drums and a singer and, and a guitar. Those things are not interrelated as closely as having a set of strings is or a set of brass the woodwinds, the world instruments, right? They, There's more of a variety and more of a sonority to them. You can make the sound that you hear in your head fill from the very highest high note to the very lowest low note using any one of these categories, and that's something unique. So those are a world to themselves. Percussion in all of its forms is definitely a thing that can exist on its own as well. So I'm just going to label it as another world. Um, I think it's probably on par with any of these. So maybe we'll just do that and say percussion is 4D. Uh, 
it could serve all by itself. You could do an entire piece with any one of these worlds, right? And have it sound legitimate. People would want to listen to just strings, play just string type stuff. That's great. There are plenty of orchestras that are, are nothing but woodwinds and brass and whatever, and those are fantastic. You could do a drum piece and have it, even if, whether it's a drum kit or better yet, the orchestration between drummers, which goes back to this world sounds, which is why I think we're going to lump it in as a 4D. They're all very similar, right? And what you're doing is you're providing more of a variety by doing these things. Percussion has a lot of sounds that aren't drums. And they have a lot of places that can fit into a band atmosphere. They have a lot of places that can fit into our, our next worlds, which are really the powerhouse worlds, right? All of these are fantastic and great, and any one will exist on its own, minus the Casio keyboard one. It's a little rough. But once we get into our last two, okay, so we just had percussion at 4D. These are kind of a five, like A and B, okay? And that is synthesizers because it involves electronically generating a note and a whole host of things you can do to it. And the DAW itself, the recording interface itself, the digital audio workstation itself is an instrument. And the reason that these get to be instruments unto themselves is they control things well past nature. We are now above natural capacities and in dramatic ways that we couldn't really replicate on a normal instrument. To make something pan left and right really fast takes a machine. You can't do that just on your own. So we're now creating things with an almost unlimited upside potential that just never existed, period. So over the coming weeks, we're going to talk about those worlds. We're going to talk about how to use those worlds to write, where they might serve a purpose, where they might not what the combinations are. For instance, if you want to, and I mentioned earlier, try and use the flat sounds, the first world, the, the old, old Casio keyboard sounds. If you wanted to try to use those in a song today, it is going to require the DAW. Okay, We're going to have to use effects from inside of your digital audio workstation to make that thing actually sound palatable. And I cannot tell you exactly what it would be because there's so many hundreds of paths that we could take in combinations and it really depends on what you're trying to go for and where it's trying to fit. We will discuss why you might want to use something like that in the coming weeks. We'll discuss how to streamline the thought process, how to actively and accurately pick some favorites so you're not scrambling each time. I will be most likely providing some templates as well that people can use to for a creative writing process because we are going to be focusing heavily on not just using this to talk about it but to write that's really my main passion in this is I said making modern music so I want to be able to discuss things like lyrics and song structures and then as I said eventually we will move into things like set lists and endings for songs and how to do that as well like this really is meant to be kind of an all-encompassing view on how to write effectively and utilize music for the coming era. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next week where we will discuss in greater detail not only 
the worlds, but also maybe provide some examples of utilizing them. And we will also be discussing, I, I have several breakdowns that I would like to lay out over the next com- coming weeks. Lists of things that are very directly applicable immediately to help uncomplicate the business of music. All right, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you then. Okay, and cue epic outro music, which I don't have yet, so just imagine that it's there. If you go to makingmodernmusic.com, I will be providing handouts on each of these worlds as well as a number of other aspects that we're going to discuss over the coming weeks in the form of a free training course, okay? So I'm creating a membership site where you can get in for free and see all of these things in one spot so that it's not just hearing about it and having to go fend for yourself on what it means. I want to be able to provide useful, real-world examples. Let's change the face of music together. Thanks again, guys.